0: You are listening to an Elam Christian Centre podcast. We hope that you are inspired, encouraged, and empowered by the message you are about to hear. Hey, I'm Shane from City Campers. I don't, you know, I, I don't know about uh, how many nationalities in Botany, but in City Campers, we have uh, 40 nationalities. So we had really had a good celebration this morning, but I believe Botany probably got the similar numbers here. And I want to take... Honor to uh, take a moment to honor our pastor, Screen, as Pastor Steve Green and Pastor Big Screen. And because it's not easy to build a community with people from all kinds of um, ethnic groups, uh, all nationalities, but this church has become a home for everyone. That's truly amazing. Thank you so much. Hey, you know, um, um, as I mentioned before, and a city, we have people from 40 nations. I always thank God I don't need to learn 40 languages to be their friend. A few weeks ago, my son came home from school, and he's only eight years, two. He said to me, hey, Dad, do you know this week is Chinese language week? I said to, I said to him, hey, son, do you know you do not need a Chinese language week in the Chinese house? Every week is a Chinese language week. (laughs) What I really need is an English language week. (laughs) Because doing this is hard. I need practice. I believe all the immigrants all agreed if we want to improve our English speaking, we need to immerse ourselves in the English speaking environment, right? And that's why there is an orphan thing in New Zealand. It's called homestay. <laughs> For all international students. I was a homestay student um, 21 years ago. My wife Yvonne, she was a homestay student back then. But when Yvonne first arrived here, she got an uncle in New Zealand. So, so she stayed in her uncle's family. And it's a lovely Christian family. Her uncle married with two kids. He and his wife treated Yvonne as their own child. But here's the problem. It was not good enough for Yvonne to improve her English speaking and to be independent. So her uncle found a Kiwi family for her to homestay. They were in Mount Eden, also a lovely Christian family. But here's the problem. Yvonne didn't drive a car back then. So she had to learn how to travel from Mount Eden to AUT in the city by bus. Well, we all know Auckland public transport system was not very efficient 20 years ago. Hardly anyone went to school or work by bus. All you could see were a few empty buses running on the road. However, after 20 years of development, things have changed. Now you can see more empty buses running on the road. (laughs) And that was a time before GPS and smartphone. Human beings had to use their own brains to think. That was terrible. (laughs) So on the first day to AUT, Yvonne was a little bit nervous because all she had is a hand-drawn map from her landlord. Man, that looked like a maze more than a map. If you are new to New Zealand, you must feel all the streets in Auckland look exactly the same. And all the houses on those streets look exactly the same. You don't even notice you make a wrong turn because every turn looks exactly the same to us. So Yvonne has to be laser-focused on decoding the map and the street names. And finally, she managed to find the bus station. Out of blue, she heard someone calling her name from behind, Yvonne. She turned around. There stood her uncle and his wife. And it turned out they had been silently walking behind her the whole way from her homestay to the bus station to ensure she can find her way. Friends, there are moments in life we feel alone, but in reality, God has been walking alongside us the whole way from the very beginning of the journey to ensure we can find our way to our destination. It's just like King David concludes in Psalm, 23, in Psalm 23, verse 6, King David says this, Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. God's goodness, God's love will be, ever, be with us every step of the journey. If you aspire to create a better future for your family, reach the next level of success for your career, or unlock the full potential in your life, but you feel, wow, well, I don't feel I like I, I have enough strength or resource or confidence to get to where I want to be, then this sermon is for you. My hope for you tonight is This sermon will draw you closer to God, deepen your relationship with Him, and unlock all the amazing blessings He has provided for your life. As the opening verse of Psalm 23 says, the Lord is my shaper, I lack nothing. God is the only source that can provide everything we ever need in this life to fulfill our purpose. Psalm 23 is like King David's personal diary. He openly shared his deep connection, his deep trust in God. He said, surely, uh, all your blessings, surely um, your, your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. Surely. Are you sure, David? All the days. Do you mean every day? You know King David, he is not a perfect man. He has flaws just like you and me. He made stupid decisions in life. He disappointed God. But he still has this kind of unwavering belief that God will never stop caring for me. Wow. That's a beautiful revelation for all of us. Because that means even in our imperfections and moments of stumbling, we can still trust in God. Because God's grace is boundless. Let's go to Ephesians 2 verse 8. The Apostle Paul says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. The word grace means God's unmerited favor. It means that God's actions and blessings are not earned or deserved through our own efforts. Rather, they are given freely. Faith refers to the act of trusting in God. We often hear this phrase, Hey, you must believe because your faith moves God. Faith moves God. I used to say that. And I believe that's powerful. And I understand why people say that, because we try to emphasize the importance of faith. Faith moves God. But the more I think through it, the more I realize this phrase doesn't give us the whole picture of the relationship between God's grace and our faith. Here's the thing. God was already at work in my life long before I had any faith in him. He sent someone across my path, inviting me to the church, revealing his purpose to me. And he already moved before I believed in him. I believe many of you here can relate to it. God had already worked in your life before you believed in him. Let's take John 3 verse 16 for example. For God so loved the world, that he gave his one and only son, that means Jesus Christ. That whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. God didn't wait for us to have a great faith before sending Jesus. If he did, we would be in trouble. Because nobody wakes up in the morning and thinks, Hey, you know what? I think I need a Messiah to come to the world to die for me pay the penalty for my sin and then I can have an eternal life for free. No, nobody ever has such faith. I don't know about your culture, I don't know about the history of your country, but in the 3000 years of China's written history, none of our scholars, intellectuals, or philosophers ever came up with this idea that we need a Messiah to save us from sin. No. So it's not our faith that moves God. It's God moved by His grace. As we celebrate International Sunday tonight, I would like to share with you something with, with a culture flavor. Now let's look at the big screen. This is um, traditional Chinese watercolor painting, and it's called Jesus washes Disciples' Feet. It was done in 1930s. As you can see, Jesus was in the middle, and a bunch of Jewish people all dressed up in Chinese traditional clothes. In a very typical Chinese house, That's what we call be relevant, right? It's aligned with the biblical principle. You have to be relevant if you want to reach out to different cultures. But when I look into the details, I realize this painting is not just relevant to the Chinese people, but also to Kiwis. Let's see the next one. Take a close look. (laughs) Jindos! I don't get it. Because Chinese people didn't wear that, <laughs> they all wear genders. But here's 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 the thing, you know, in the in the original story, they were they were um, prepared for the Jewish Passover festival, but now they all look like ready for International Sunday. <laughs> Let's get back to the original painting. If you haven't heard about this story, if you're from a non-Christian background, let me tell you why Jesus washed his disciples' feet. Back then, washing feet was a task for servants. So when Jesus did that, he was doing this to show his disciples the ultimate act of humility and love. But what made this act even more significant is that was the night before Jesus was crucified. After Jesus' crucifixion, all his disciples ran away. They all betrayed their beliefs. They all lost their faith in Jesus. But you know what? Jesus saw all this coming. He even said to one of his disciples, Peter, Peter, you are going to deny me three times tonight. However, Jesus still chose to serve them, love them, forgive them, and even die for them. Why? Not because they had great faith, but because God moves by grace. Listen, when you understand this, you will never, you will never give up on hope. You will never give up on life. You will never give up on yourself because God never gives up on you. Because our God moves by grace and his grace is for you. Thanks to God's grace, he has already moved and provided everything we could ever need. The opportunities are already there before we seek them solutions are ready before problem comes and our unique purpose was created before we were even born we need to understand this god doesn't need a push start from us because god is not the one who is stuck it's we who can be stuck so faith isn't something we do to move god faith is something we need to move ourselves. Let's go to Hebrews 11:8. By faith Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went. Even though he didn't know where he was going. So this verse shows how Abraham's faith empowered him to respond to God's calling and take actions. So here's the big idea. God moves by grace. We move by faith. We move by faith. We need faith to respond to God's grace. We need faith to receive God's provisions. We need faith to reach out to what God has provided, what God has prepared for us. And we need faith to follow God's path. Way moved by faith. This is a very powerful revelation to all of us because that enables you to fulfill God's purpose for your life rather than struggling to make your own plans work. I once had a very rich businessman come to me to ask me to pray for the sale of one of his investment properties. So he had a price. He wanted this property to be sold for that specific price. Anything less will make him and his wife very disappointed. So I want this property to be sold for this price. But I had to be honest with him because I didn't feel right. I said to him, well, I can only pray for what God wants for you, not necessarily what you want. I mean, let's be real, you're already living the lifestyle most people only dream about, and you should be grateful even if this property is not sold for the price you want. And his wife was there, and she heard everything I said, and she was not happy with me. (laughs) But you know what? That's okay, that's okay. Even my wife is not always happy with me. (laughs) Who cares how your wife feels? (laughs) So here's the problem, my friends. If you believe, oh, my faith can move God, to do the things I want. Or if I believe I can make God to do whatever I believe is right, You are going to pray prayer like this. You're gonna pray, hey God, I want this, I want that. Please give me this, give me that. And then you will get frustrated when God doesn't seem to answer your prayers. But if you understand God already has an awesome, custom-made plan for your life and he has already provided everything including all the resources and opportunities you need to fulfill that purpose and all you need is to reach out and receive by faith wow there's no need to be anxious worry or in a rush and that gives you peace of mind Is Psalm 23 all about. That's what Psalm 23 is all about, right? As long as you trust in God and stay close to him, you lack nothing. Because God will give you rest. He will refresh you. He will guide you. He will lead you. He will protect you. He will defend you. He will provide for you. All you need to do is follow him with trust, because God moves by grace, and we move by faith. Let me ask you this question. Are you treating your relationship with God like a to-do list? If so, that's a move from asking God for what we want, to simply accepting His abundant provisions with trust and gratitude. If you are unsure whether my desires align with God's plan, here is my suggestion. You are in a community where you can find people who have genuine, deep relationship with God. Have fellowship with them through small groups, dream team, or other ministry. Do life with them journey with them, ask questions, listen to their advice, I guarantee those people will help you deepen your relationship with God and gain a better understanding about His plan for your life. Worship team, please come up. Now let's get back to Psalm 23, verse 6. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. Please listen to this. Here's the best part. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. It's not just any place. It's the house of the Lord. David was a king, right? He was a king living in his palace. I'm pretty sure his palace will be the most magnificent residential building in Jerusalem. But David said, no, no, no. I'm looking forward to the house of the Lord. Even the king says the house of the Lord is the best. That means what God has prepared for us goes beyond the best this world can offer, my friends. And this relationship with God will last forever. It's like living in eternal security. And the good news is, you don't need to try hard to be like a king to achieve it. All you need to do is to reach out and receive by faith. Let's God's grace for you today. In the book of Titus 2, verse 11, It says, for the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. To all people. Not just for kings, not just for certain groups, for all people, no matter who you are, no matter where you're from, no matter what stage of life you are at at the moment, God's grace and his salvation is for you. So I really want to take a moment speak to some of you here if you are not christian if you don't know jesus or maybe now you feel you are far from him i want you to know god loves you and he has a great plan for your life and you know what he already moved in your life before you ever believed in him that's why you're here today that's why someone invited you to the church today because god wants you to know, wants you to receive His grace for you. But the reason you, the reason you feel you are far from God is because we have been separated by sin. The Bible teaches us that we all have sinned and fallen short of God's standards. Well, to be honest, I even fall short of my own standards. We know we are not perfect. We know we are not good enough to to live in the house of the Lord forever. But here is the game changer. By grace, God sent His one and only Son, Jesus Christ, to the world, died for us. As Jesus died, He took on Himself all our sins so that we can be saved free from the shackles of sin and live in the house of the Lord That's God's grace for you today. Jesus extends his grace to all of us here today. Forgiveness for your past, a new life for you now, hope for your future, an eternal life in heaven. So if you feel far from God, if you don't know Jesus, I want to encourage you to take a step of faith tonight to receive him as your your Lord and Savior. I will lead you to pray a simple prayer. I will pray out loud. All you need to do is pray in your heart by following me. This is the moment for you to move by faith, to receive God's grace. Now let's do it. Dear Jesus, Thank you for your grace. Thank you for loving me. I know I'm a sinner. And I believe you died for me. Please come to my life to be my Lord and my Savior. I choose to turn from my old life and turn to you. And from today, I will be following you and living for you forever. I pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Friends, if you just prayed that prayer, congratulations. Your life will never be the same again. Now I'm going to pray a blessing over your life. But I want you to know I want to see your hand raised up if you just prayed that prayer. I'm not doing this to call you out or embarrass you. I'm going to count from one to three. As I get to three, if you prayed that prayer, please raise your hand. And then you can put it down. I see you, brother. God bless you. One, two, three. God bless you. I see you. Uh, God bless you, brother. I see you god bless you I see you god bless you that's wonderful we got four people five six god bless you you can put it down anyone up there god bless you i see you seven anyone else anyone else if anyone raised their hand i didn't see god bless you that's wonderful that's wonderful and let's pray together for for those seven people who just raised their hands Heavenly Father, we thank you so much. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for move has moved in our lives before we even believed in you, before we even came to close to you. Lord, we know you touched their heart. Lord, please continue to place them, continue to guide them on the right path and surround them with the people who have faith in you so that we can journey together. We can receive all the provisions you have prepared for us. Thank you Lord. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Thank you for listening to this Elam Christian Centre podcast. Please subscribe to keep hearing more life-changing messages. For more information about our church, please visit www.elamchristiancentre.org.nz.